You may have noticed a pattern in the recent episodes we've done about the economy. They tend to be about rising prices. We covered the price of lumber, computer chips, cars, houses. And these higher costs could be a sign of a larger and more troubling trend. Rising inflation. A major sell-off on Wall Street. Investors reacting to a report on inflation. Inflation fears are rising. Inflation, inflation, inflation. Oh my gosh, inflation. We're worried. Inflation is the highest it's been in over a decade. And some economists are worrying it could spin out of control. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Monday, May 24th. Coming up on the show, what's behind the current rise in inflation? And who stands to be hurt the most? This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. Can you uh, introduce yourself and tell us what you cover? I'm John Hilsenrath, and I write about economics. When COVID started a year ago and was wrecking the economy, did you think you'd be talking to a podcast about inflation? No, I didn't. I mean, a a year ago, it it was clear we were looking at, you know, a really big shock to the economy that was going to cause a major recession. And it did. But what was surprising was that it was so short-lived. That recession was short-lived. The U.S. economy is growing again. But a fast-growing economy is coming with a side effect. Inflation. Which means the prices for everyday items are rising. So the money Americans earn isn't stretching as far. But inflation isn't inherently a problem. The Federal Reserve, which is in charge of keeping the economy stable, doesn't mind inflation as long as it's low and steady. The Fed's theory is that the right amount of inflation is 2%. They want to see 2% inflation a year. What the Fed tries to do, and what I think an economist would tell you is the best inflation rate is a rate that's consistent from one year to another so everybody can plan around it. So inflation isn't inherently a bad thing. It's actually a normal thing that happens all the time. Right. And what the Fed wants is for it to be normal at 2% every year. But inflation is a problem when we start losing track of where it's going, when it starts to go down a lot or when it starts to go up a lot. It becomes a lot harder to kind of navigate your economy. So when did the economists you talked to start raising concerns that inflation could be a problem? I think the idea that we actually might be getting inflation, like real live inflation, really started heating up this year. 
And, you know, you saw it anecdotally, you know, chip shortages, cars and car prices going up, lumber prices going through the roof, corn prices going way up. You know, we, we started seeing real world implications to some of this stuff that economists were talking about theoretically just this year. And then earlier this month, this report came out. Right. The big wake-up call in the data was a report from the Labor Department on consumer prices. This report showed that consumer prices in April rose 4.2% from a year earlier. And that was the biggest increase since 2008, so in well over a decade. So, you know, that number was a was a bit of a wake-up call. So 4% is double what the Fed targets. What does that kind of increase mean for regular people? What it means is that the cost of what you pay for day-to-day stuff is up 4% from a year earlier. So if you bought a gallon of gas a year ago for $2, it's now $2.08. Now, why that matters is if your paycheck is only going up 2% from a year ago, it means that the money that you're bringing in isn't going as far as it used to. It means you're worse off. And what I think is concerning right now is that it's rising and we don't know if it's going to rise kind of more than what we're used to and if it's going to stay at some higher level or if it's going to go back to some level that we're used to. John says there are three main reasons why the bad kind of inflation happens. The first is supply issues. The second, demand issues. And the third is when a lot of money gets pushed into the economy and the value of the currency goes down. First up, supply issues. It's happening on on several levels, and a lot of it has to do with the COVID-19 crisis, right? So... Here's an example. I was actually talking to the president of the San Francisco Fed the other day, an economist named Mary Daly. And she was talking about how salad prices are going up in the Bay Area. And what happened was they shut down all the restaurants. And so the lettuce growers started sending all their lettuce to supermarkets instead of restaurants. Well, now the restaurants are opening again and they don't have supplies of lettuce. Uh, because the supply chain was disrupted. And so salad prices are going up in part because there's not a supply of lettuce. So there are a lot of supply issues happening right now, in part because the economy is reopening. And that just that doesn't just happen overnight. There's a lot of logistical challenges that have to happen around that. So the supply chain is all messed up, which is exacerbated by an increase in demand. And that's reason number two for inflation. There are demand issues happening right now, and uh, they're happening on a couple of fronts. You know, one is something that economists call pent-up demand. You know, how many of you out there have been sitting in your living room or in your kitchen for the last year just kind of waiting for the day when you can get out with friends or family or loved ones again and sit at a restaurant and enjoy a meal or go on a vacation. So there is this pent-up demand. People want to get out. 
and see people again and do things and spend money. And people have a lot of money to spend right now, partly because of the three stimulus bills passed by Congress and signed by Presidents Trump and Biden. There's a lot of money being thrown at households right now by the federal government in the form of stimulus checks and relief checks. Households have more money to spend, and so that's causing a surge of demand, too. And that kind of, this is starting to move into the third factor, which we can talk about. The third reason for inflation is when money floods into the economy because of the Federal Reserve. The Fed always prints money. But in response to the COVID crisis, it's printed even more. The Fed creates so much money that goes into the economy that the money itself loses its value and you have to use more of it to buy the goods and services that sustain your day-to-day life. Which is happening right now. The Fed is pumping at least $120 billion a month into the financial system by buying treasury bonds and mortgage-backed securities from banks and financial institutions. And when it buys those securities, it's pumping money into them So the Fed's pumped, you know, trillions of dollars into the economy. So there is a lot of money sloshing around right now in the financial system. So right now, we have prices going up for all the reasons. Supply issues, demand issues, and money supply. And inflation is going up faster than the Fed's target rate. But the Fed is saying, we don't need to worry. So, you know, the Fed's point of view is that this is mostly temporary, that what's going on right now is a response to the COVID-19 crisis, supply chains getting reoriented, people getting back out there and spending, and that, you know, we're kind of, we're going to run through a few months where we see, you know, spikes of prices in different areas And that as we get through this, everything's going to stabilize going into next year. So the key word that you're going to hear from Fed officials all the time is transitory. This is transitory and uh, it'll work itself out. And transitory basically means that prices are going up because of COVID-related shortages, COVID-related demand surge and COVID-related stimulus money, and that was all particular to that crisis. Yeah. When the Fed says transitory, what they mean is, don't worry, everybody, we got this. But should we worry? That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of The Journal is brought to you by H&R Block. The gig is up. You could be overpaying for professional tax help. See how independent workers are saving up to 30% with Block Advisors compared to the cost of a typical accountant. 
Block Advisors by H&R Block can help you manage multiple streams of income and get you every available credit and deduction. 100% accuracy guaranteed. Schedule an appointment today at hrblock.com slash side hustle. Average savings based on national average fees for Federal Form 1040 plus Schedule C and one state filing in latest available 2020 survey conducted by the National Society of Accountants. Pricing may vary. See blackadvisors.com slash guarantees for full details. Who gets most hurt when it comes to inflation? Poor people. Why? The problem is when there's inflation, what it means is that the purchasing power of your paycheck doesn't go as far. Now, That's a big problem if you're a lower income household and you're putting every dollar that you get to paying groceries and paying rent and paying medical bills and paying school bills. If you're putting every dollar that you earn to work just to keep your head above water and the price of everything is going up, that's hurting. There's another reason poor people get hurt the most by inflation. Because the only way to fix inflation is for the Fed to actively slow down the economy. If inflation becomes entrenched, then the Fed has to do something to stop it. And it raises interest rates. It slows economic activity. It could cause a recession. And then unemployment goes up. And here's something we know from recessions and periods of rising unemployment. The people get hit hardest and first are low-skill, low-income workers. They're the first ones who get hit in a downturn. So if the Fed ends up having to clamp down on economic activity to fight inflation, it's going to hurt the very people who it and the Biden administration want to help. That means the Fed and the Biden administration are in a tricky balancing act. Not enough stimulus, and people may not have enough money to buy food. Too much stimulus, and the price of food goes up. And that stimulus money isn't worth as much. On the one hand, the federal government has been sending stimulus checks to middle and low income households. So they are getting money to spend at the grocery store and at the gas station. But the trade-off is that they might be getting this money to spend, but it might not be going as far as they expected because the cost of this stuff could be going up. So one of the trade-offs is like, Is it helping middle-income and poor people, or is it just a transfer from middle-income and poor people to the businesses that sell them lettuce and gasoline and cars? You know, we're in profit season right now, and corporate profits are doing really well. So there are potential trade-offs between, you know, our desire to help low- and middle-income households, but the inflation that you could get works against those things. And if sustained, if it becomes embedded into our economic system, could be a problem. And some prominent economists believe there is a risk that inflation could become a problem now. So one of the more interesting economists out there saying that we could be causing an inflation problem is Lawrence Summers, who was the Treasury Secretary in the late 1990s, who was an advisor to Barack Obama. 
And he's saying that its policies and the Fed policies are taking a risk that we're going to get a resurgence of inflation. He's saying that the Fed and the Biden administration need to be more mindful of that risk. He's a Democrat. He was on their team. And it looks like he's kind of, you know, he used to be in the dugout. Now he's like over the dugout shouting that they're swinging and missing at all these pitches. What is that argument that the Fed and the government has pumped too much money into the system? Yeah, the argument is that the government is overdoing it. So if there are fears that pumping out money could cause higher inflation, why would the Fed keep doing it? The Fed wants the economy to run hot right now. It wants an economy that's running on all cylinders because the unemployment rate is higher than we know it needs to be. And because there are 8 million people who lost jobs in the COVID-19 pandemic who are still on the sidelines. And the Fed wants a hot economy to draw those people back into the economy and to get them reemployed. That's the trade-off. The Fed thinks that if it runs the economy a bit hot right now, it can get workers back into the workplace and that if the trade-off is a little bit more inflation in the short run, that's a trade-off they can tolerate because inflation has been so low for so long that in some ways they're playing catch-up with very low inflation from the previous decade. So is there a chance that the Fed is missing something when it comes to identifying the problems with current inflation? Yes. There's always a chance that the Fed is missing something. And the risk is always that policymakers in Washington are underestimating the unintended consequences of their policies. One possible blind spot is that policymakers, including at the Fed, often look to the last economic crisis for how to respond to the current one. The lesson that they took after the 2008-2009 crisis was that they did a lot. They pushed interest rates to zero. They pumped trillions of dollars into the economy. And the lesson they drew was that the inflation everybody worried about didn't show up then, that they could have afforded to have been even more proactive. And they're trying to be proactive now. You know, my argument would be this isn't 2008 and 2009. This is some new breed of economic activity. And it shows up differently. How concerned are you that we could be potentially facing sustained higher prices? Well, you know, I think there's a real risk that that could be a problem. But, you know, right now, the signals about whether that's actually happening, I would say, are mixed at best. While we are seeing some prices go up, we're also seeing signs that this is not out of control yet. So we have to watch how this thing unfolds to know what we're getting and to know what the right response to it is. We don't know yet. We're in the kind of the early innings of this game. That's all for today, Monday, May 24th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.